Welcome to my podcast, where the truth is upheld and my life journeys are unveiled. Views and opinions in this episode come straight from my heart, my lived experience, my opinion. Legalism is what destroys relationships. Legalism. Legalism can be defined as a perspective. Legalism can be defined as a mode of behavior. And legalism can obstruct one's creativity and sense of self. The right that we all have to be free thinkers. The right that we all have to have a sole opinion not based on the standards or creeds of an organization or a frame of thought. Legalism. In the bounds of relationships, friendships, family ties, marriages, When there has been a standard that everyone must comply to, and if you don't, you are as good as ostracized, that is a form of legalism. A high and heightened sense of control. I'm taking my time in this episode to speak clearly and to give myself and you, the listener, an opportunity to meditate on the meaning of this word. I believe if we're honest with ourselves, if I'm honest with myself, the thread of legalism runs deep in the human experience. One may be more overtly legalistic, thus being a part of an organization or a people body that holds firm to a belief and in a very dogmatic and unempathic way delivers their beliefs and then has no room for error, no room for free thinking. No room to think outside the box. And so anyone who does not adhere to and and abide by the frame of thought and the worldview of that people, body, or organization doesn't know what they're talking about. They're as good as ignorant. Legalism. In a marriage, to think that one or both parties will be able to enter the marriage with a script is a form of legalism. You are saying that this partner, the spouse, that is supposed to become one with you while the two of you guys go through a spiritual process of coming together, 
must deny the natural process of coming together by way of experience and time and adhere to a script that has already been preconceived and expected upon them, unbeknownst to them, or maybe they did know about it, but once they received the opportunity to yoke with that other spouse or individual, they found that some of those things they could not measure up to. And then what? You're married now. Legalism. In the bounds of religion, this is something very familiar to me. Creeds and and uh, codes and ethics of church bodies and denominations make it impossible, impossible for a follower, a believer, someone who adheres to the denomination to literally be an individual. You must comply to the creeds, the codes and ethics of the denomination. In my opinion, I've always thought that was just as good as pledging in a fraternity in college. Legalism. When I was 17 years old, I began to challenge the creed that was on the wall of the home church in which I grew up in. I'd never read the creed until I was around 17 years old. And it's quite possible that I never read it because as a young person, why in the world would I sit in the front of the church? And the creed was hanging in the front of the church on the wall. So I can't really remember what caught my attention. What what about it? you know, specifically caught my attention. But once I started to examine what it said, I said, I do not agree with this. I do not agree with this creed. And then as I turned 18 and into 19 and left and went to discover other denominations, I started to notice that the hardcore denominational churches all had these creeds, these codes and these church ethics that they went by. And I'm like, what happened to the word? What happened to the Lord calling you out of darkness, the Lord God, into his marvelous light, saving your soul, and the Holy Spirit being given a gift to you as a new believer to be circumvented in life like a compass. And as you as you walk through life behind the leading of the Holy Spirit, you learn through trial and error what to do and what not to do, meaning the gray areas. The Bible is very clear starting with the commandments and going through the teachings of the word of God, but starting with the commandments. The Bible is very clear on what it is that we should do and what it is that we should not do. But there are gray areas that are left to interpretation, which happens to be the human experience. And I'm speaking as a lay person. I haven't gone to theological school, but I tell you, I done been through a whole lot of church 
And what I do understand is that the interpretation of those seemingly seeming gray areas in the word of God have been interpreted by a human being. But what happened to the Holy Spirit? We trust our pastors and clergy persons to be gifted and by God and to have been given a revelation um, from the Holy Spirit as to how the word is interpreted. We, tr- we have trusted or we trust that the persons of the cloak or the persons who God have called as pastors and elders will steer us the right, the right way. But I'm just suggesting, I am proposing what happened to the Holy Spirit. So when we go into church creeds and all of these legalistic, rote, stoic behaviors that many cannot live up to, we find ourselves blaspheming. What are we blaspheming? We're blaspheming God's grace. We're glad we're blaspheming God's mercy. And we're blaspheming the human experience that God would have all of us to endure so that we can then go tell our testimony, not a collective testimony of a denomination. And once again, as I always disclaim, this is my opinion. I am not speaking as fact. This is my opinion. This is an expression of the truths of my life. If you differ in opinion, I respect you. I once again am not trying to convince anyone of what I'm saying. But if anyone resonates, word to the mother. And what is um, sad, what's sad to me in this legalistic experience is that it's everywhere in life. So unless you have been enlightened Unless you have gone through enough life with enough exposure of truth, with enough exposure of human error and the deliverance of the Holy Spirit from pitfalls that you know you could not have prayed, fasted, or boasted your way out of. Until you know some of those experiences, you may not even understand that you've sat under legalism. Because it's so, it has become us. It has become us. As a culture, as church body, it has become us. And legalism would have denominations in a one body. The word of God says, one body, one body, one baptism. We're all supposed to be a representation of the church. But Sunday has become the most segregated day of the week for professing believers in Christ. How in the world is that possible? Legalism. This church says we will do this. And this church denomination says we will do that. And this church denomination says we won't be affiliated with the denomination at all, but we'll still separate ourselves in a whole nother four walls. And that's what we'll do. I, I 
am a firm believer in my heart that God is not pleased with this. I have no solution. I've not seen a solution other than church bodies that worship outdoors and welcome any and everyone who would pass a passerby to come and fellowship with them. Church bodies that have affiliated bodies around the globe, those are the only representations of a global body of followers that I can think of. And even in that, there's separation because those entities are just that, they're entities. There's still a lot of politics within that system for the system to function in the way that it does. So I just pose to you, as I walk through the journey of growing as a believer in Christ, growing as a woman, growing as a mother, growing as a wife, growing, 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 I just pose for you to examine where the legalism lies in your life. Where has the legalistic impressions taken over the Holy Spirit's ability to penetrate your heart. If you're holding on to something so tight, how? The Lord God does not force us to do anything. It's the surrendering. It's the willingness. Lord God, help the listener. Help the listener, Lord, as you are helping me as you are showing me, as you are guiding me, as every day I'm having to deny my flesh and all that I've known. I grew up under an extreme sense of legalism. Sure, there were days where there there was seemingly, there was freedom, but the umbrella was legalistic. The freedom was still controlled. It was still controlled. And it was a a rigid level of controlled freedom. It is the parent's job to grow, to train their children. It is the parent's job to set forth a model before their child, their children. It is, it's their job. And every day I have to fight the spirit of legalism. Sometimes it it can make me physically feel sick. The amount of fighting that I have to do, that I choose to do, that God has made me aware of to do, so that I do not set a tone for the next generation by way of the children that God has blessed me to raise by impressing a legalistic script for them to abide by that has no acquaintance no connotation on who God created them to be them to be if I in my own might am forcing them to go a certain way to have a certain viewpoint that doesn't benefit them in their eternal life I need to examine myself Because the liberty, the liberty that comes in Christ is also a form of the temperament that we present from the time we are born. God has allowed for infants to be presented into this world 
with their own unique temperaments, with their own unique personalities. Some infants cry more than others. Some infants are not very fussy at all. And then they change and they change again and they change again. Or they stay true to what was seemingly their natural, natural born temperament and grow into that temperament. But if a legalistic perspective, with a legalistic perspective on life, that child is going to have a hard time growing into the person that God created them to be. If they're to be held to the standard that we, that I, that you are presuming upon them. This doesn't mean not to have boundaries with your children, to have boundaries with those in your personal sphere. What it means is you are you and they are them. There's some black and whites in life. Don't touch the stove or you will get burned. Boom. But there's some gray areas too. You don't like salt and pepper on your eggs? It's bland to me. But if you don't like it, you don't have to have it. Period. You don't like Brussels sprouts? You don't like broccoli? You don't like green beans? Okay. Well, the rule is a vegetable is required. I am asking you to try a vegetable. So I'm going to give you some choices and you let me know. And at the end of the day, if vegetable juice is what sets well with you at this point in time in your life, it's not worth the argument of forcing you to have something that your taste buds are telling you that you don't like, especially if you've tried it. These are the things that I, these are the ways of thinking that I personally, I personally ask God to present in my mind the balance that things don't always have to go a certain way. We can never go back, impossible to go back and rewrite history. But what we can do is learn from the truths presented today, from the truths presented in your journey. You can learn from those and do a course correct right now under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit because there is nothing that you can do out of your own strength. You will always fail. And the Lord God that I know has put means on this earth so that we don't have to do it alone. I am a firm believer in a village. I am a firm, firm believer in a village. I am a firm believer in accountability. This spirit of legalism This spirit of control, this spirit of rigidity is deceptive. And you will think that you know. And you will think that you have the answer. And you will think that you've gotten it all figured out, this thing called life. And you will find that you have been deceived. By the spirit of legalism. For those of you who are married, I challenge you. I challenge you 
be quiet. This doesn't just mean with the words that you speak out of your mouth. This means your facial expression. This means your body presentation. Be quiet. Even if you are not a spouse who argues or defends, I I firmly believe that the person who is not extroverted and argumentative in in a relationship, especially of marriage, is the one whose heart is embittered and there's a constant sense of turmoil, inner turmoil going on with that person. What goes in must come out. And I speak of this a lot. Sickness, mental health, what goes in must come out. If you're not satisfied, you have the right to share it, but it's the how. It's the when of the what. For me, it's best These days, when there's error, if I turn to prayer immediately, I have to cry out to God to stop me. I have to cry out to God. This is done without words. It's in my heart. I'm praying in my heart as the situation is happening. Lord God, shut my mouth. Lord God, help me see this situation as you see it. Where where can I grow here? What is it that not just benefits myself, but how can I benefit the other person? I just have to talk to the Lord God because the script that was implanted in my mind may not be applicable to the situation. And in marriage and relationships, there's always a situation. So are you flexible enough? Are you flexible enough in your thoughts and in the willingness of your heart to have a different response? Maybe even one that is uncomfortable to you. But if the Lord is saying, try this, if the Holy Spirit is leading you to try something different, are you willing? Or is that legalistic script that was pre-writted for you, whether it's through experience or by upbringing, not allowing you to see the person or the situation for who or what it is. Legalism. It is a destroyer of relationships. Destroyer of relationships. And this is my struggle. Whether you followed me on TikTok or YouTube, Wordsmith1982 on TikTok or Truth Speaks to You on TikTok, Truth Speaks to You and Advocate for Truth on YouTube, Advocate for Truth1982 on YouTube, I give my testimony and I started a YouTube channel, Advocate for Truth, the same as the podcast, Advocate for Truth on YouTube. Stating that my contribution to the decline of 
my marriage was control. And that video post posted a little less than a year ago was the beginning of the process of me verbally relinquishing the control. I will never speak for my spouse. It's not my position, it's not my role. And let me clarify that and say, by saying, actually, Lord willing, I don't use this platform to speak for my spouse, to speak for what he would do or speak for what he would say. Lord willing that I don't do that because it's not my intention. I want to relinquish the control. I want to relinquish the preconceived notions and just let the chips fall where they may. One thing that I've learned in life, the truth doesn't need representation. It just needs to be told. It doesn't need representation. It doesn't need any defending. It just needs to be told. And the truth about my portion of the marital decline has been control. And either it was control by way of the way that I projected things should go in the marriage, control over the upbringing of the children, control over the aesthetics of the household or the presentation, control. I own that. I own that. And my daily understanding, my daily understanding in this walk, in my journey, in my journey, the journey that I take onus for, I have two children that are dependent on me. But the portion of this journey that belongs to me is the heart change, my heart change. The portion of this journey that belongs to me is my total dependence on the Lord God to do the supernatural, to do the things that don't make any earthly sense or have no assumed possibility. That is my part. That is my experience in this journey. To take ownership for the things that I have control of and not to take concern or ownership over the things that I do not have control over. To me, that has been relieving. It's felt like pulling teeth. I've felt exacerbated. At the same time, I've felt great releases. This control thing is like calcium on the heart. It is just like a decay. And it's an embitterment. It's a bitter root. And there's, there is a root to the behavior. There's an insecurity There's a lack of faith. There's a mistrust. There is some behavior as a root to this thing 
that we call control. And it's it's manifestation that comes out like legalism. Legalism. Serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to change the God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Serenity prayer. Legalism. Thank you for taking the time to walk with me in this episode. Because as I am delivering this, I am speaking to myself. I am actually relieving this information from my heart as a verbal expression of my surrender to God. My surrender to God of the control and the legalism in my life, wherever it is, take it away from me, Lord. I don't want it. I don't want it. I want to have my hands stretched high as a sign of peace, as a relinquishing of control. I want to live life the rest of the years that I have on this earth to live with the freedom and a liberty away from having to have control. God grace me God grace me, Lord. Lord, God grace me with the ability to do that. The biggest test for me currently being parenting. The biggest test for me currently being parent, being that of a parent. And a parent who is maritally separated and been functioning as a single sole provider, primary caregiver parent with less than two and a half hours of respite away from the children that God has blessed me with per week. That type of parent. 24-7. God, please, if the Lord God is able to give me to give me the child who came from a rigid, legalistic, extremely legalistic household and frame of thinking, if God could grace me with the ability to relinquish control, I know he can do it. I know he can do it. For anybody, if God can grace me, the product of a family structure on both 
sides, maternal and paternal, that exhibit strong narcissistic characteristics, which are well endowed in legalism. I know God can do it. If he can do this for me, I know he can do this for somebody else. I fail all the time, but I haven't given up. I haven't given up on living a life of surrender to God where I am not in control. If God can allow me to be presented with opportunities of marital separation, of marital um, repair, reconciliation, that's the word, of marital reconciliation, and I actually consider, and I actually, I, I, I actually consider and I'm able to consider the reality of marital reconciliation after all the things that I said I would not tolerate have been said, done, and said, and done by my spouse, but I am able in my heart to even consider marital reconciliation, I know God can do it. I know God can do it for anybody else. If he can do that for my heart, if God could allow me to be, have so much humility in this, in just the thought of reconciling with someone where all the offenses have been checked. I know God can do that for somebody else. I know he can. Remember, these spirits, the spirit of legalism, the spirit of control has no control over us if we use the authority in Christ, which we'd have to be in Christ to use, and cast those down in Jesus' name and stay before the Lord God in prayer and with the assurance of the Holy Spirit leading us. It's never us leading ourselves. That's how we will get caught in the traps that so easily beset us. But it's us being led by the Holy Spirit to do better than we know how to do. That's where the possibilities are endless in this walk, in this journey called life. God, give us the grace. Give us the grace, Lord, to run this race. Let this testimony from my heart, God, resonate with someone who feels hopeless like they just keep hitting their head against a wall of control. I just pray, God, let them know. Let them know that it is possible. Let them know that it is possible. Lord, if you can change the heart of Saul to Paul, You can do it for anybody. 
the zealot against Christians, the legalist of the legalist, who you changed the heart of to become a zealot for Christ. Grace upon grace upon grace, not works. Praise God. You can do it for any of us. Any of us. Surrender. Surrender. All to Jesus I surrender all to him. Trust him in his presence daily. Live. I surrender all. I surrender all. To Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender Until next time, live your life like it ends today. Love your neighbor like the Bible says and pray your way into eternity. You never know, Jesus Christ might be coming today. Peace.